Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't yet joined our wonderful Flywheel Nation community, go to flywheelnation.com and join in the podcast conversations. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. I would love them to just have a play with some form of content that they've got, that they've probably got sitting on their desk over in a special spot over in the corner that they've been thinking they should do something with that's still sitting there. Grab that piece of paper, that note, whatever it may be, and turn it into two little short bite-sized content pieces and have some fun with it. Find something, but don't go down the rabbit warren of going, is this good enough and trying to sort it. Just find one thing. It's like when a magician comes to you and they've got all their deck of cards and they say, pick one, just pick one. Welcome back. I hope you've had an awesome week so far. I'm really excited today to have on the Innova Buzz podcast as my guest, Sally A. Curtis, who's a content repurposing whiz and outside-of-the-box thinker who loves leverage. She works with brilliant individuals to leverage their intellectual property to engage and entice their audience through the power of visuals. Sally is best known for turning books into two years' worth of social media posts. Her content agency works with changemakers across the globe and publishing or media houses to maximize visibility by amplifying clients' wisdom and insights. Sally started her career working with Australia's most influential business leaders, helping them fill their events nationally and internationally with exceptionally high conversion rates. She went on to do this for herself and then mentored others, and this led her to find the secret was in engagement through visual content and human conversations. Sally's team creates for you a library of reusable, profitable brand assets that amplify your impact, make you stand out, be heard, and help you reach more people with ease. Now let's take a break for a word from our sponsor, Flywheel Nation. You might be doing great in business, but do you ever feel like you're missing out on a game-changing connection or insight? Supercharge your success with Flywheel Nation. Tap into the collective wisdom of high-impact achievers, gain exclusive access to resources, and expand your network in our vibrant community. Experience the accelerated growth, the breakthrough insights, and the powerful connections that will elevate your business. Act now to secure your spot and transform your journey. Go to innovabiz.co forward slash flywheel to join. In our conversation, 
Sally shares her insights into simplifying the content creation process and finding your inner genius. Key takeaways for me were what you do and say repeatedly showcases effortless talent. Repurposing existing content is an effective strategy for simplifying content creation. And break down existing content into small chunks and use visuals to connect with your audience. Without further ado then, let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Sally A. Curtis. Hi. I'm your host, Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm really excited today to welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast from relatively close by to where I am, Adelaide in South Australia. So it's about a, a, an eight-hour car journey. Um, Sally and Curtis. And Sally is a content repurposing whiz. Fascinating title. You work with brilliant individuals to leverage their content into engaging um ways to actually connect with their audience through the power of of visual content and little snippets of that so excited to dig into that some more welcome to the innova buzz podcast sally it's a great privilege to have you as my guest yeah thank you very much i'm very thrilled to be here and sharing with you today thank you and tanya alvarez suggested that uh, she introduced us and suggested that we have you on the Innova Buzz podcast. And it's fascinating because I thought, Tanya, I can't remember speaking with Tanya on the podcast. And I just realized we've scheduled to have her on the podcast in a couple of weeks' time. So <laughs> you've beaten her on. So a big hello to Tanya. <laughs> All right. Now, um, one of the things that fascinated me when I was introduced to you and I read your LinkedIn profile was the, I think it was in the headline or subheading that you're best known for turning books into two years worth of social media posts. And I thought that's yeah. absolutely brilliant. And, and I started looking, how do you do that? So really um, looking forward to learning more about that. You're also host of the Success Secrets Exposed podcast. So um, uh, podcaster, fellow podcaster. Yeah. And um, yeah, so there's lots of stuff to talk about. First thing, I'd like to find out, though, is what's the impact you're making in the world today, Sally? Oh, that's such a great question. For me, um, the thing that I love is um, the aha moments that I see in people's faces. So I believe the impact that we do and what I like to do by shining the light and helping uh, spread other people's wisdom and inner genius through the content repurposing that we do is we're actually creating the impact of those ripple effects of the aha moments that somebody else's wisdom has, an, has as an effect on somebody else at the right time for them. So it's those that ripple effect of aha moments that gives people the nudge up or the push or the shove or the inspiration to continue their growth phases. Yeah, I love it. And um, I'm, I'm reminded of a comment somebody said to me. I've just got to try and get it right. It's... Um, your that was nothing is somebody else's inspiration or somebody else's revelation. It's kind of like we have these things we do that we take so much for granted, but if somebody else sees us do that, and I've had this experience lots, um, they said, oh, what was that? How did you do that? That was amazing. And I'm like, oh, what do you mean? What did I do? Yeah. yeah. 
And that, that's an absolute perfect example and demonstration of when we are doing our effortless genius. So mm. our inner genius is effortless to us. So A, it's very difficult for us to see and recognise and often we don't even know what we're doing because we just do it. Mm. Um, so that's, yeah, when we, can, when we can package that and do something more with and understand how to bring more of that through because, so it's easy for us, that's, sorry, that's the bit that gets me all excited. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen you write or publish somewhere and maybe you talked about it, maybe I wrote this down when you talked yeah. about it, that you describe yourself as an inner genius spotter. Yes. Um, so how do you how do you go about recognising that in somebody else? How do you um, dig into that? Into like, it. Is, it, is, it, is it serendipitous? You observe them doing something and, and then you say, hey, stop, what was that you just did? Or, or do you actually have a process for identifying what are the what's the inner genius yeah. in this person's? I'm going to say all makeup. of that. <laughs> all of that. So the reason I say all of that is, generally speaking, uh, there's a lot of stuff that will happen serendipitously. But I'm acutely aware. Uh, when I'm so, so, for example, if I'm working with somebody or listening or watching a presentation, I'm acutely aware of things that repeat. So I'm a pat that, and it's that's almost mm. that pat, pattern hunter. Yeah. So if they say a phrase repeatedly, or um, they're referencing something repeatedly, or they're doing something repeatedly, and it's usually a throwaway line at the end of a paragraph, or you know, at, at the end of something they've said, that's usually the thing that they don't value. Um, as much as the as the audience do, for example. So that's their inner genius. That's their effortless stuff. But that's the bit that the audience absolutely hangs on. So usually, if I'm at a seminar, for example, if I'm there for my own training, I've got the I've got two columns. You know, what am I learning? But what am I what am I observing? And okay, I just yeah. can't help it. Um, so I do instinctively. I do know that I do instinctively see those things, and as a result of that join dots for people and I'll often have the conversation to what you've alluded to you know do you re did you realize that you said this and that, that the impact was this on the audience um, have you ever thought about unpacking that a little bit further or you know those sorts of things um, just to help help them become aware of the impact that they're actually having because again we often actually don't see that hmm. yeah we, we don't see it at the time and sometimes yeah. we don't even no, it's happened afterwards, do we? Correct. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's where I'm, the magic happens. Yeah, absolutely. And I occasionally have somebody relate back to me either that they've heard me somewhere or seen me somewhere and as a result they did something that had a big big impact on them or it was even secondhand. Somebody told somebody else about something that I'd done and yeah. I, uh, first of all, I get a huge buzz. Well, I've had an impact on somebody else. So this, this has changed that person's life. Uh, but secondly, I kind of reflect back and think, well, what if, well, like, that just happened serendipitously because they were somewhere and they observed me doing something. Now, I didn't set out to change their life or have that impact on them. What if I could take that, uh, be really intentional about having that impact on many people not just sort of one person that you know serendipity or coincidence connected us in some way and and they took action as a result of whatever it was i did or said 
And isn't that the beautiful, the beautiful thing? It's all about, you know, we might be doing our, our thing as we do going about our day and we hit somebody when they're in their inspired moment they're in an inspired state hmm. to take on that learning i think one of my favorite quotes is when the teacher or when the student is ready the yeah. teacher appears um and i think that's very very relevant to what you've just said you know when somebody hears something uh, they might have heard, it might have been said to them three or four times but when they're prepared and ready and in, 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 in an inspired state or a ready state to actually hear it and accept it and then create that change that's the thing that gives me goosebumps because that's, mm. you know, that's what we all look for is, you know, those moments um, that make a difference for us. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I guess that's a great transition into the work you do and the idea of repurposing content and, and really scaling our visibility from whatever content we already have. And, mm. and I, I keep reminding people that say, well, I don't have anything to write about. I keep reminding everybody that you've got you've got content. You've already published content. You've answered questions in emails for clients. That's mm. content. And so the um, the teacher might appear, but the teacher's got to be findable by <laughs> by the student who's ready, right? So yeah. yeah, talk to us a little bit about this idea of um, putting content out into whatever medium it is in a way that uh, actually positions you such that when the time is right the student will find you and say that's what i'm looking for yeah i think the, the big shift i've seen and what where we sort of really have end up ended up specializing is in this visual uh, realm and i'm going to sort of mention a couple of spots so if you think of from a visual perspective, some people find it difficult to understand what I mean by visual. If you think of a postcard, you know, mm. so old school, do you think of a postcard? That's a visual card. It's a visual tile or a representation. So what we do is take a few words and turn it into a painting. The way in which the audience can do that for themselves is um, break their content down into small bite-sized chunks. Now, we've come through COVID, but, you know, going when we all went through that COVID, everybody was fatigued. We as content creators were fatigued. Our audience was really fatigued. And there was a real shift from reading, uh, reading long-form content to this need to still want to be connected and consume people's thought leaders' con uh, content, but they only wanted it in small chunks. So we had to solve those problems both at the same time. We had to uh, solve our fatigue and our audience fatigue. And that was where this, these bite-sized chunks became very, um, very wanted, very, you know, consumable. Hmm. So if someone's written an article um, or a book, um, you know, even if you just look at your chapter titles, there's, a, there's clues hmm. in the chapter titles. It could be a, a tile um, or, you know, if I go back to a postcard that's just got a few words on it, but where the impact comes and the sortability and the finding the people that are like-minded is the choice in which you use of the, the visual that's on the background. So I often explain to clients, um, you know, if you're going to use a, a photograph or a background image, make it a, you know, a, a demonstration of the transformation that perhaps you, that you create or the frustration or the problem that your audience is going through. And what that does is it actually helps people as go through when they're, you know, scrolling as we do, it actually stops 
the scroll because they see a mirror reflection of either themselves, what they're seeking, or what they're trying to escape. Mm-hmm. And, and that, that mirror reflection, when people see something that's familiar and, um, you know, touches them, that's where we get that real connection from. So that's the power that we have using visual graphics um, in our content uh, creation. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, and I'm just thinking the um, one of the things I've observed recently, I've gotten more and more involved in Instagram as mm. a medium, as a social media platform I, I'm using more. Yeah. And I'm also, I have a personal account that I mainly put, my own photography stuff on there and in the personal account i tend to get more advertising and the advertising on instagram is very much like you described it's got that big visual element that sort of captures your attention first and then it's like oh okay and then you read and then if it's if it's something that's of interest you kind of read the the actual um text part of of the post yeah you dive into it more you dive into it exactly so it i think that's a um a good that seems to be following that scheme Mm. yep it's uh people people now are very very conscious of wanting to connect with the real real person Mm. um so it's not you know it's not a um, it's even the natural the more natural it is the more real it is the more authentic or vulnerable or you know um, the less made up it is people are you know attracted to that realness now we, we look for the real human connection and um, there's really great ways to demonstrate that that um, that just feels resonant with you but also mm. is very resonant with your audience it's still it's still got to feel right if you get a hinky feeling when you see something <laughs> yeah. then it's not it's not right, That's right. Yeah, you know yeah. trust your instincts I think my, my science uh, shows up there is <laughs> yeah, trust yeah. your instincts if it feels right and it resonates and you can see your audience in what you're using as um, as imagery and they can see themselves then you know that's that's exactly what we want to be looking for Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about the content that we put into these visual images. And because one of the things I often hear when I talk to people about content, oh, it's going to be so much work. I have to write all this stuff. <laughs> yes. And I say, well, hang on, you've probably got it all. Now, I'm, I'm thinking, and as I was preparing for this episode, I'm thinking uh, I've got 500 and 70-something published episodes of the Innova Buzz mm-hmm. podcast. For each of those episodes, I've got at least 12 posts, 12 Twitter posts that I've already pulled out that at the time we promoted for a period of time after the episode, yeah. but they're probably to 95% evergreen quotes on the particular topic of expertise of that guest. Yeah. And and I've got them documented somewhere. I could have so what's five hundred and seventy five by ten? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so th- nearly six thousand, right? Nearly six thousand yeah. of these quotes. And if I only do one a day, well I sort of I'm I'm sorted for life, right? Yeah. So absolutely. Yeah. Talk to us a little bit about um changing people's mindset around uh, you know, it's so much work to produce new content. Yeah. It's, I, th- I think that's that what you've just expressed there is the fact that we actually do sit on so much gold that our first hiccup to overcome 
is the overwhelming feeling that there's so much that I've got to sort through. It's yeah. going to be hard. And I think as humans, we naturally overcomplicate everything. Uh, what you've just expressed there, you know, all those Twitter um, snapshots, all those Twitter think elements are absolutely perfect for a tile to put on a tile. The great thing is with all of the technology we've got, you can probably pop that into an Excel spreadsheet, upload it into Canva and it'll literally be automatically done for you mm. now. So, you know, there's, you know, a spreadsheet and, you know, an hour's work and you've got all of that, all of those elements done. I think what people really, really need to, to do is not overcomplicate it. However, when we're, um, when we're hunting for our own inner genius, we do get bogged down in the detail of it and we do sort yeah. of start to read everything. Yeah. So my tip would be is to, um, when, when you're looking at an article or a book, don't read from top to bottom. And I've gone straight for my pencil. Um, <laughs> just literally look at the sheet. And you remember back in the, I think it was the 90s, we had those, those um images that you had to look you had to stare yeah, yeah. at funny for the image yeah, to, to go cross-eyed or something yeah, yeah. <laughs> literally go into that weird state and play with it and literally mm. look through squinted eyes and scan your your um your blog post your article that you've written or your book or whatever you've got in front of you i find working with text is often easier to see the to see the elements and just highlight what jumps off the page at you. Um, and it is as simple as that if we don't overcomplicate it. And usually what happens is we uh, our um, eyes will naturally go to the title, which is generally the top of the at uh, the top of the page. And there's usually one or two lines that are often the last line or the last sentence of a paragraph, which is almost a throwaway line, which is your inner genius element. Mm. And there's straight away is potentially two or three tiles or a tiles that could be used together and turned into a video. Um, don't overcomplicate. Just let your eyes guide you because uh, then you're working a little bit more intuitive, which does sound a bit weird, but that's mm -hmm. where the simplicity is of making it simple for yourself. Um, anytime you've written dot points or you've got numbers, you know, they're, automatically are going to be tips or you know they're, they're structures to something and that's it might not be of great value to you because you might have got bored with it and yeah. often I'll say to clients you know the money's in the boring if you've got <laughs> bored with it it's absolutely perfect for your audience right now or the new audience that you want to bring in into your arena mm. yeah it's yeah. it's kind of like what we were talking about earlier you've got the um, the thing that you're not even aware that you're doing because it's kind of like driving a car. It's, you yeah. just get in the car and drive. And yet for a beginner, um, there's so many little aspects of that that are, wow, that's amazing. How do you shift gears? How do you, how do you turn on the indicator? How do you yeah. um, turn on the lights while you're, while you're looking in the rear view mirror and then keeping <laughs> and changing lanes at the same time? Oh, so oh, true. Just driving. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, the the other thing you say overcomplicated, and and certainly that I I agree, and I'm guilty of that. I put my hand up. Uh, is the the temptation, or the the kind of for me, it's an inner um, drive almost to I've got all this stuff. I need to get it all out there. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, just put just put one or two out this week. Yeah, and just there's there's one or two bits of fabulous advice for somebody. Yeah. The fact that the fact that I've got another um, five thousand seven hundred or however many it was <laughs> yes. doesn't doesn't really matter. In fact, I just kind of go back to the well if I want to or if I um, inspire to. Uh, so really, it is just about doing it, and it's a lot. Lot of the times we're guilty. I'm certainly guilty of. I need to get some more information in this. I want to pack some more in this, and instead of saying. Um, it, for example, if I do a solo podcast, instead of saying what's one key point, and I'm going to expand on that, wrap it all up, put some structure around the presentation, one key point, rather than do that, I'll end up, oh, and I've got to tell you this and this and this as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, we're all guilty of that, the fire hose approach. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think if I can uh, just share an example, and I, I wrote this down as I was coming on, uh, again, not recognising all of the, the steps or the process, and this is why I, I, I love unpacking and getting in these inspired states uh, to come onto the, these sorts of podcasts and share some wisdom. You've literally got a, the steps is sort. So let's sort a article or a blog post, start with one, hmm. and then you can go through and scan it and find five elements in it hmm. that you can do something with it. So you've extracted five elements of your inner genius um, and then you cr can create that into a visual graphic using tools like Canva, etc., and then uh, template what you've created and then you literally just repeat that. And I did, shared this with a client and this was exact process, which is why I was reflecting on it. I had a conversation with a client last night um, and we were going through the, the tiles that we had created for, for him. And he said, have you created all of those tiles from that one article? And I went, yeah, because we've done, you know, this and we've got these bits and we've done, done all that. And, and he said, so, so is that just this week's that we've done? You know, have we got, I said, no, we've got three months worth done. Hmm. You know, he was new. He was new to getting onto social media, to building that consistency. Um, so for him, he needs to start somewhere. So we're starting with two posts a week, hmm. uh, and because he had one really great article that we were able to pull elements out of, we've been able to create three months worth of content for him, so he can go back into delivery mode and just serving his clients because we've unpacked and we've, you know, exhorted, we've extracted, and then we've created. Um, and it, it literally is that simple if we keep ourselves out of the, our own way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, there's the the idea of the template that you mentioned. Mm. You say you create a template. So do you use kind of one visual for all the posts? Or is we, there, don't, is it... we don't personally for clients, but that's exactly the place to start. So okay, the, yeah. the make pitfall, it easy again, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. And it, it's it's only about making it easy so you can start to form a habit. Hmm. So yes, you know, we often all end up creating about twenty different versions for uh, for our clients. But if I go back to my own scenario, I started with three and I just mm. kept using the three because then I got into the habit of how I could be consistent. Um, so it starts somewhere, um, templatize it as you can. So for us, yes, um, create some templates so you've got something so you can duplicate and repeat. Um, one of the other areas that people get stuck is, oh, my God, what about the visuals? Um, so I say, you know, spend an hour 
go through on Canva um, and, you know, putting your keywords in the search bar on Canva and find the relevant images that are, are relevant to your audience and, you know, a reflection of their the transformation. So, you know, f- find a way to trick yourself to not being the bottleneck is basically yeah, yeah, yeah. the tips here. Templates and uh, templates in Canva that have got some branded elements, they're in your colours, they've got your logo on it, maybe your website if you need that or, you know, that might have a, um, the image of your book on it. So create a, a range of different templates. Find your imagery in, in advance. Then you find your article, you extract the wisdom out of it, You've got your images, you've got your templates, and it's quick It's quick and easy to create it. And there you've actually just worked out your process. And then when you get comfortable with that process, you can sort of start being a bit more creative or you can speed it up. But the key is when you've actually worked out and created those habits, you can actually pass those habits on to somebody else to do it for yeah. you. Yeah. But you yeah, can't teach what you don't know. Exactly. So you ought to Particularly when, when you've got it as, when you've worked it out and documented it as a process, right? Yeah. If you yeah. said the magic word there. So I always get excited by process work. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. One of the other things you mentioned was uh, video. Um, what's, do you have any thoughts on the benefits? And obviously video is more complex. So start with images I'm imagining will be your advice. But in terms of video, what what's the benefit of a video over just the static templated image? And when I say video, obviously, if I get on a video and talk, that's got a huge benefit because I'm now connecting with my audience. But if it's a, let's say it's a video of, say, some slides um, going across, what what would be benefit of that versus, say, a static um, one, one slide? I suppose the bottom line from a benefit across the board with all of those scenarios is all of the social media platforms love video. Hmm. So even if you've got static tiles, so going back to the postcard and you put a couple of those in a row, you can download them as a video, which hmm. means the algorithm on the social media platforms think that they're, it's, a, it's a video, so they're favoured. Okay. The other great thing with tools like Canva is you've actually got uh, video snippets, so you can actually build video snippets using their videos if you haven't mm-hmm. got some of your your own, or you can use the videos like you were saying, snippets of your podcasts or your Zoom recordings or your mm-hmm. speaking. Um, you can um, find little um, snippets and, again, post those on social media. So the benefits ultimately from a video perspective across the board, regardless of the format, is algorithms love it. If the algorithm loves it, it loves you back, right, um, which yeah. means you get more eyeballs on your content. Um, obviously, if they're video, if it's video snippets of you demonstrating your inner genius and um, in the way in which you connect, um, and the audience get you know get to to see your flavour and your personality, that connects at a deep in a deep way, and that's where I really find with the work that we do when clients start to really take advantage of that that's where the conversations and the comments and the you know the celebrations or the questions start to get posed uh, in the comments on social media which means you can then start to build relationships Mm. so to me that's where um, regardless of the form if it's if you're educating using slides or videos uh, from within platforms like canva or you're educating when you're doing your own videos etc 
that all helps to build those relationships and the conversation so you can take the conversations offline and be real humans. (laughs) Yes, it's all, and that's a really important point, I think. This is all about um, starting a conversation. So it's social media is actually about being social. Starting yeah. conversations. It's a tool to build yeah. relationships. It's not the be all and end all of everything. It's the starting yeah. point, and it's designed. Sorry, the fingers coming out. We've just hit the bossy bossy <laughs> thing. Yeah, social media is is a tool. It's not the only thing. It's not just marketing. It's hmm. the tool to do business development, hmm. which is talking right. to people. Well, I think right. that's a right. really good point to um, <laughs> transition into our. Buzz round. I'm um, having yeah. a ball talking about all this, and we we only just touched on processes. There's a lot to unpack there, but that might be another episode. Yeah. Um, so let's hit the buzz round. So it's designed to. So there's five questions I ask of every guest. It's designed to uh, inspire the audience to go and do something awesome as a result of your answers today. Beautiful. So you all set? I am. All right. What's the number one thing anyone needs to do to be more innovative? Be consistent, and for me, innovation comes through standing up, not sitting down, finding a wall or a window with post-it notes and unpacking (laughs) stuff and then doing the helicopter view, relocating things to see the pattern and seeing what magic you can create from it. Excellent. Yes, so um, consistency is a big theme there and it's been a big theme throughout the conversation today, I think. I love the idea of... The post-it notes. I don't, I don't use post-it notes nearly enough, but I do have lots of whiteboards over here. I love to get over there and just scribble on the whiteboards and then rub things out and rearrange stuff. Yeah, I've, yeah, I love a good whiteboard. Post-it notes for me are easy because, uh, easier when I'm in creative mode because I can move them to different positions versus rubbing things out unless, of course, yeah. I'm using my iPad. So, yeah. Wonderful. What's the best thing you've done to develop new ideas? Absolutely that. And for me, it started uh, on a window because I didn't have a glass sliding door um, and unpacking um, my ideas and my IP and my thoughts started in tears, in a fetal position, uncomfortable because I just couldn't get myself out of my own way. So everything that we do and everything that I teach today has been a learnt process for me. So I think when there's value in understanding how you go about um, creating ideas and sort of seeing where your gold is and it's taking that time to do it and it's um, it's almost uh, getting those ideas out but actually when you hit a pause point where you think I've got no more ideas I just don't get it just pushing through that last bit because that's where mm-hmm. the gold is just on the other side of that pause mm. yeah and, and so you have to you have to kind of set aside that fear or that, yeah. And sometimes it's it's good to just take a break and come back to it as well. Mm. Because, yeah. Mm. yeah, very much so. Yeah. And and that I think for me, one of my um, speaker buddies was, was talking about that from a negotiation perspective. But the um, but the and he was saying that the mind, in actual fact, actually does need that rest. So, yes, we need to sort of unpack stuff. We need to push through a pause point. When we push through that pause point and we've got that little bit of gold or that insight that comes to us, then it's a case of just letting it sit, walking away for a while because you come back with a different perspective. You see Hmm. new stuff. You see where all the dots join. 
Um, so that reflection um, scenario is very, very important to mm, space. Excellent. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have a favourite resource you use most often? Sounds like the post-it notes in the window. <laughs> it's definitely post-it notes. I think the, the biggest thing I rebelled against from a resource perspective was having and giving somebody permission to keep me out of my own way. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, an op, a, a couple of VAs and we've got a team now, but my operation manager, she's tasked with, if I'm getting in the way, if I'm the choke point or you can see me doing anything, just with you know, just give me the nudge, give me the Sally nag back. So, um, finding somebody that's brave enough to help me keep myself out of my own yeah. way. Yes, that's um, I've, I've heard various people, um, particularly software founders, um, that you know they've come up with the idea, they've actually coded something that then turned into a business, and they've grown that business, and then one of the most valuable. Uh, roles in that business is the person that says to them don't you dare code anything anymore <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah absolutely yeah because we've got specialists to do that now you're you're the, you've got a different job different mm. all right what's the best way to keep a client on track best way to keep a client on track would be I'm going to have to say systems and process. So keeping clients on track, we often um, talk about um, herding cats on steroids because <laughs> uh, we work with lots of creative people. We love them to be creative, but we need to always come back to what is it we're doing. So for me, the systems and processes around that are have we got templates, have we got enough of the visual assets to work with the imagery, and just having fundamental Check checkpoints or templates or systems with that doesn't um, clutter their creativity, but just gives us our anchors to work with. Would be what I would say. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, and yeah, I, it's interesting because a lot of the conversations I've had in the past around systems and building systems and following a, a certain process or framework. Um, many people have come back and said, well, that's going to impede our creativity. Yeah. And um, to me, if I, if I look at it because I'm uh, the biggest rebel as it relates to, you know, following systems and processes because I'll always want to find a faster, quicker way, but I have an appreciation for systems and processes because they, they do create the speed because you can mm. replicate and duplicate and then pass off to somebody else. So I've learned that through the process. Mm. But um, the creativity needs to bubble and percolate how it comes out. Um, and for it to bubble and percolate, you've got to not have too many rules, but just enough rules that they're sort of just the buffers on a racetrack, but the racetrack's got lots of different yeah. ways you can go around doing it, but there's just that little bit of a buffer there. And then somebody that just keeps the buffer up, up uh, which is yeah. my ops manager. <laughs> and also I find um, particularly repetitive tasks, if you don't have to think about, well, how did I do this last time? What were the steps? Um, and I haven't got the steps in the right order. Well, that's my brain using a brain power that I could be using for creativity. If I've got the list over here that says, here's the first step, here's the second step, here's the third step, then my brain's free to think about, is this actually the smartest way to do it or can I improve this? Correct. Or are there is there some new idea I can bring into this? So it really just, it kind of actually, I think it frees up creativity 
Yeah, and creates innovation. Yeah, mm. massive innovation and reflection. So, yeah, huge mm. power in that. All right, the last question of the buzz round. What's the number one thing anyone can do to differentiate themselves? Oh, I'm going to say that word again. The greatest differentiator is consistency. It's the, the most powerful differentiator there is of all. If you're consistent with your visibility, with your message, uh, with your personal brand, that is what you will become recognised and known for. It's how people find you. It's how you become sought out. It's um, sought after, sold out, and how you actually end up becoming somebody's obvious choice. So consistency is king. Yeah, I love <laughs> it. Yeah, and and um, often I have conversations with people that are interested in starting a podcast, and you'll appreciate this. And I say mm. this: Well, let's take a step back. Why are you doing the podcast? Have you been a guest on podcasts? And I go through those kind of things, and I I remind them that there's so many podcasts on the internet, like millions probably that have got to five, seven, I think seven's the magic number, uh, sometimes 10, 15 episodes. In fact, I've got one that got to 30 and it's kind of on a permanent pause hiatus um, That were of people that just decide they're not getting an immediate return because perhaps they're not doing the things that they could be doing to get an immediate return or they're just discovering hey, this is a lot more work than I anticipated, yeah. so it stops. And I say, you know, it's not the most important thing is just to keep it consistent and keep it going. And yeah. often I get asked, well, how often should I publish an episode? And I say, well, how often can you consistently publish an episode for 10 yeah. years? <laughs> And That's I think, thank you for sharing that because that, that comes back to the one of the questions we get asked a lot is, you know, what how, or you keep rabbiting on about consistency, but what is consistency? Mm. And that's different for everybody. And as you've just mm. highlighted, it's finding your consistent rhythm, mm. whether that's posting every day a week, every day, or whether it's once a week, you know, find your consistent rhythm that you can play at because, again, you're forming habits then when you form that habit of consistency, you might be able to increase it a little bit, but start with something you can do habitually. Mm, exactly. All right. Well, uh, thanks, Sully. This has been a fabulous conversation. Now, where can people find out more about you and the work you do and maybe even reach out and say thanks for what you shared today? Yeah, absolutely. Again, being somebody that loves consistency, I love also to make it really easy. So the best place to reach me is via my Linktree um URL and that's uh, linktree forward slash Sally A Curtis. What you'll find on there is all of my links to my free resources, uh, any events that I might be running, uh, the podcast, my website and everything else you could possibly think of. So everything all in one place on linktree Sally A Curtis. Brilliant and we'll have that link in the show notes. We'll only need one link in the show notes that yeah. makes it easy for us to. Beautiful. Wonderful. Um, all right. Well, finally, Sally, what what uh, action would you like to see our listener take out of our conversation today? I would love them to just have a play with some form of content that they've got that they've probably got sitting on their desk over in a special spot over in the corner that they've been thinking they should do something with that's still sitting there. Um, grab that piece of paper, that note, whatever it may be, um, and turn it into two little short pieces of bite-sized content pieces. 
um, and have some fun with it. Excellent. Well, just two though. So that's a really easy step to do. Yeah. yeah. And, and I know you said you're pointing over here. I've got a notebook over here where I've sort of yeah. started doing some journaling or so on. It's half full. And sometimes I kind of reflect back and I read some stuff and I think, oh, there's some really interesting things there, thoughts. And even that's content. I don't use that for anything else. Um, some of it's quite personal, obviously, but, yeah. but some of it is thoughts and reflections on the business or ideas I've had for the business. So even something as simple as that. Of course, if you're a podcaster or a video producer or a blog writer or a yeah. book author or a, an article writer, well, then, you know, you've already done heaps yeah. of work to produce content. So just go and find, find something. Find something, but don't go ramp down the rabbit warren of going, is this good enough? Is that good yeah, enough? Yeah. And trying to sort it. Just find one thing. And again, it's like, um, you know, when a magician comes to you and got, they've got all the, the deck of cards and they yeah, say, yeah, just pick one, just pick, pick one, one and do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Great metaphor. All right. Well, thanks, Sally. This has been wonderful. Really enjoyed the conversation. All the best for the future and let's stay in touch. Likewise. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that insightful and really engaging and informative conversation with Sally and took something away from her episode. So go ahead, choose one piece of content that's been sitting in that virtual corner. It might be a file on your computer, like there are so many on mine. It might be one of your many podcast episodes. It might be a chapter of your book. It might be a letter or an email that you've written to a client. Turn that into two little short pieces of bite-sized content pieces and have some fun with it. And make sure you take Sally's advice. Just pick one, the first one that you think of, and then start building that habit. Sally's episode can be found at innovabiz.co forward slash Sally A. Curtis. That is S-A-L-L-Y-A-C-U-R-T-I-S. All lowercase, all one word, innovabiz.co forward slash Sally A. Curtis. You'll also find contact information there for getting in touch with Sally, as well as links to her website, to the Success Secrets Exposed podcast, to her link tree, which is the place you can find everything about Sally, and the other resources we spoke about in our conversation. I'm so glad you're still listening to this show and this episode, and I'm guessing you love this conversation, and why wouldn't you have? If you think this would be useful to one other person, one other person that's got content sitting around that they could repurpose and increase their visibility and their credibility, then be brave enough to share this conversation with that one other person. Make sure you also support the show by buying the episode bookmark token for simply the cost of a cup of coffee. You can have your very own permanent record of this show by getting the token at innovabiz.co forward slash bookmarks. 50% of the revenue from this episode token goes directly to Sally as the guest of the episode. The other 50% helps keep the lights on here at InnovaBuzz.
Sally suggested that we have a conversation with communication coach Gary Edwards, with speaking coach Kate Burr, and with durability expert Derek McManus on future InnovaBuzz podcast episodes. So Gary, Kate, and Derek, keep an eye on your inboxes for an invitation from us to the InnovaBuzz podcast, courtesy of Sally A. Curtis. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to leave a review on this episode. It will help us to make the podcast better for you. Simply go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash InnovaBuzz and pick your preferred platform. Remember to visit innovabiz.co forward slash Flywheel and secure your membership to the exclusive Flywheel Nation community where you'll enjoy direct access to our incredible podcast guests, engaging meaningful conversations and participate in connection events designed to elevate your business journey. Don't miss out. Join Flywheel Nation today. Tune in again to the next episodes of the Innova Buzz podcast where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.